I like the new opening, but I think we froze up. Hello, hello. I don't know what we did. Are we live now? <laughs> I think we're live. I really like the new opening. Sorry. But then we, then I was I was mucking with stuff, but I don't I don't know what happened. Um, it's good. I just need I need to figure out. Sorry, and now I got to tweet out that we're live. Hi everyone. That was not the way we wanted to start start the show, but we're here. Uh, oh, and Hi, Carrie, I'm gonna, there we go. Now you're visible. You weren't even visible just a minute ago. Okay. <laughs> uh, welcome to Deprogrammed on Unsafe Space. I am Carter Laren, and I'm joined by the bad mamma jamma, Carrie Smith. Hi, guys. Hi, Carter. Uh, hi. Hi. Um, oh, I, uh, so I like you can your new follow opening. us on. You like it? I just need to, yeah. I need to make it actually work. Yeah. Uh, I was actually just playing. I found this, uh, apparently, on this computer, I had this program called Motion, and I didn't know what it was, and I started exploring it, and I'm like, oh, I can make fun graphics. Uh, um, cool. So I just, I geeked out a little bit on it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, you can follow us at Unsafe Space Co. on Twitter, and go to youtube.com slash unsafe space. Plus, we make all of these episodes available on uh, in audio form on unsafe space podcast. But, Carrie, I haven't even told you this. Okay. I, I pulled the trigger on something today. Mm -hmm. I bought unsafespace.com. We don't have <gasps> control didn't... over it yet, but it's going <gasps> to be, it'll take a few days. Uh, so we're going to, we're not at unsafespace.com right now, but we will be. And Yay! so shortly you'll be able to do that. And then we'll redo the whole website and everything. But I've been putting off redoing the website to see if we could get that domain. And we did. So I thought, uh, he was, I thought it was highway robbery. It was. Uh, oh, but yeah. I, <laughs> I talked to a few friends about it and thought about it. And uh, I paid the highway robber. <laughs> paid the oh. highway robbers. It's fine. So uh, it was worth it. And so, um, so we better kick ass from now we on, better. Terry, because I paid highway robbery fees for unsafespace.com. So I um, thought the whole tagline was unsafespace.co because it, the M stands for Marxism. So now, That was my now. excuse. <laughs> um, that, and it was a good one. I thought it was a good tagline. Uh, however, now, now uh, it's unsafe space. We can talk about anything, including Marxism. Yeah. So uh, I'm happy to have debates with Marxists. So uh, <laughs> yeah, no, but um, so that happened. So anyway. Carrie, this is uh this is a topic you've wanted to talk about. We kind of avoided it. I, I mean, I've avoided it just about completely. You avoided it for the most part, um, but you really want to talk about Jesse Smollett finally. And we 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 waited for some reasons we can talk about, but uh, you want to yeah. talk about Jesse Smollett and the trend that he represents. So um, juicy Smollett. Why don't you open? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why don't you open? Tell us what's so exciting about a shitty actor on Fox that you would like right. to talk about. I don't know if I would say it's exciting, but intriguing. Uh, he, Fair. well, yeah, you intriguing. and I both, intriguing. we talked about this early on when it was first, his story was being pushed by a lot of the mainstream media. And uh, it happened so, so uh, quickly after the Covington thing where some of the members of the media had said, hey, we learned our lesson. You know, we're going to check our facts and, and sources first before we run with things like that. And then immediately they did the same thing with this story. Um, so and they what didn't I'm, actually learn their lesson. Is they didn't learn their lesson. And something a friend a friend pushed back on that with me and said, "Well, this this is actual allegations. They had to report on it." I'm like, they may have had to report on it, but not to the extent that they did. I mean, it was a huge story, and they they reported on it with confidence. I mean, there were headlines that were calling it a hate crime. It wasn't like this allegedly happened. It was like this happened. 
And then all and they were same- saying it's representative of what black gay men have to deal with in the U.S. on a mm-hmm. daily basis and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So they they made it representative of a larger problem that they also invented. Right. Uh, and and for those just if, if anyone happens to be watching who is not aware, but I can't I can't mention that, that that's the case. But there's this actor who nobody had heard of uh, a month or so ago named Jesse Smollett. Wait, wait. Before you wait. Oh, you don't have to do this before. Go ahead and keep. Okay. I won't interrupt. So keep I'll going, give just the, the quick uh, to catch people up if you don't, if you're not aware. This actor um, claimed. Well, first of all, he got a letter sent to. He's on a TV show called Empire that also nobody I know was, was aware of. Um, he got like a letter sent to the production studios at Empire um, a month or two ago. I don't know, and it was from. It basically it threatened. In like cartoon writing, it said "You will die, um, fag." I think it said "black fag," and it had a a, a little. Was the letter real, it. by the way? Or did yeah. Turn out so he sent okay. the letter to himself, but or at oh, least that, so that turned out to be true. Now. Also, yes, and oh, okay. that's that's where now with the charges, he might actually get um, the in the biggest trouble because it was through the mail, you know. But anyway, so he gets this letter, and the return address is like this childish scrawl that says "MAGA." Which immediately I'm like, this is ridiculous. I don't know. No MAGA person would put that on there. Like it's for MAGA. Um, but so that's suspicious. And then, uh, and then right after he goes into this thing about how he was in Chicago. He went to Subway at two in the morning, and he was leaving Subway with a sandwich. And two uh, white guys attacked him and put a noose around his neck and called him racial and homophobic slurs and poured bleach on him and he fought them off and he reported this to the police and he was still wearing the noose like 45 minutes later. And he also claimed that, and his manager claimed they were on the phone together when it happened. So the manager heard everything. Uh, but so the cops reviewed all this footage and they they found footage of him leaving with the subway sandwich. They didn't find him getting attacked. There's only one minute, like 60 seconds where he's off camera um, and and then he's back on camera again. So this ha- would have had to have happened in a really quick amount of time. And I think the uh, prosecutor said it was 45 seconds or something. Oh, 45 I'll, seconds. Yeah. Something by, crazy. By the, way, I, here's the, by the way, here's a graph I wanted to show because I, I wanted to know, this is how famous Jesse Smollett was last year. Uh, mm. This is Manny Jacinto is the guy who plays the dumb guy on the show The Good Place. So no one you've heard of. Right. So I don't know who I just, that is either. Right. So put a... Put a uh, Put a pin in that. This is how famous uh, he is compared to the same guy now. Wow. Multiple times more famous. And he. this is how he is compared to Donald Trump. He's like yeah, at times more famous than Donald Trump and definitely competing yeah. with Donald Trump. So, uh, And awareness yeah. of who he is, yeah, went, went way up. But so he- so uh, Keep that in the back of your mind as you hear this whole yeah. <laughs> story. So he, he said to the media the reason he thinks he got attacked. Oh, and also as this is an important fact, or not fact, but he's, he claimed that when they attacked him, they screamed, this is MAGA country, or this is MAGA country in Chicago. Um, so there are a number of things that are questionable about this immediately. And, and the liberal, the left, for the most part, just ran with it as if it was true. The same thing that happened with Covington, politicians, celebrities, and journalists just ate it up and spat it out and was they, they were pushing it everywhere. Ellen Page, who I used to like 
went on a couple different like talk shows and she's made me hate her now. I've got I know. That. And, t and was like, there's an, and AOC also said, there's no doubt that this is a hate crime. Stop saying alleged, you know, <laughs> like, it's like this is, this is no doubt. This is a homophobic and, and racist crime. And, um, this is what it's like in Trump's America kind of thing. But meanwhile, because I'm in both worlds now, I have a foot in both worlds. It used to be, I was just in the SJW echo, echo chamber. And now I have, I follow enough people on the right. I was able to see what was happening on this. It, it really is like, uh, like in the hoax documentary that that's Scott Adams said, it's like watching two movies. It is like watching two movies because the mainstream media and the celebrities and the politicians are all saying this one thing. And then on the right, I was seeing people question it. Like I was, um, but I questioned it privately. I was like, I don't want to, I just want to wait and see the facts. But internally, my hope, my bullshit meter was going off. Like, first of all, why are MAGA, Chicago is not MAGA country. <laughs> like, no, in fact, Carrie, and, uh, so wait, I I, I, I anticipated and, this discussion. You okay. want to see, you want to see Chicago? Hold on. Chicago is Cook County, right? Uh, Chicago is Cook County. Hold on. Let's find Cook County. So here are the results from the 2016 presidential election in Cook County. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's, this is MAGA country. <laughs> that is that is some MAGA country if I've ever seen it, Carrie. That is that's MAGA. <laughs> that's, MAGA. Um, yeah. that's really funny. They also well, the other unbelievable thing was that two white guy Trump supporters know who Jesse Smollett is or watch the show Empire. That's ridiculous. Oh, they yelled. They supposedly yelled, "Hey, Empire!" at him. Like they recognized uh, didn't him. Didn't they say empire fag or something like that? They used no, the first, homophobic slur or something? No, afterwards. But first they just oh, yelled, after. hey, empire. And he's like, I, to, on Good Morning America, he said, I don't respond to empire. Which I love that he put a little bit of narcissism in the story as if people know who he is. Like, hey, empire. A like, yeah. Yeah. He also said I, he thought he was attacked because he's been so outspoken against Trump. And I'm like. Who the hell are you? And I've never heard anything you've said against Trump. Who pays attention to you? Like I've been yeah. outspoken against Hillary, but she's not about to murder me. Like <laughs> right, nobody. God, nobody cares. How there's tons yeah. of people outspoken against Trump. So uh, it. Uh, so anyway, it all came out that uh, they they've now charged him with falsifying this. Um, that the the two guys they got two guys on camera that were walking away from near the scene of the incident and they were persons of interest. They ended up finding those guys, tracking them based on like Uber records or something. And um yeah. and, it turns and, out and actually and video cameras just to get an idea yeah. of how much the police wasted their resources. They interviewed a hundred people. They had to go through footage for 35 police cameras and 20 private sector cameras that they had to go get the footage for and then yeah. review. So that's a huge waste of man hours of time. Job, basically. Yeah, yeah, in Chicago. Um, so they tracked these guys down, and it turns out it's two Nigerian men, two black guys that um, have worked as extras on the Empire show, who know him, who have trained with him because they're personal trainers in his gym, and that he paid them a sum of money to do this because he didn't get enough attention for the hate crime letter. Not realizing that getting a letter and then having an attack is such a weird thing that it, it's like, is this person being targeted? Like that's so random that that would ever happen that to do both yeah. made, made you question the letter even like it's ridiculous. He also paid them by personal check. Mm -hmm. He wrote a personal check for $3,500. Yeah. I mean, but, I don't, how it's dumb, like, I mean, it's a good thing. Jesse Smollett is retarded also <laughs> uh, because he could have gotten away with this, but what an idiot. What, I mean, what a complete moron. He wrote a personal check to his attackers. I'd just like attack. to remind everyone that 
you're not allowed to use retarded. SJWs are going to be triggered. But go ahead. I'm uh, I'm time traveling from the 80s, so it's <laughs> fine. Yeah. Uh, I, no, that's I don't I don't want to derail the. Th I just no. I mean, the 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 idiocy. Yeah. I mean, the police have footage. He like brought them to the camera and pointed at the camera before the attack and like told them this is where it will be and the camera will see us and blah blah blah. Like he like did this. Yeah. He staged all this shit. It was like it. It's just the whole thing's ridiculous. And he wrote a personal check ridiculous. to the guy. Yeah. Um, and then he did the thing that SJWs always do, which is when anyone questioned his story, he doubled down on it and yeah. uh, did not admit lying, just cried and pretended to be butthurt that anyone would question his story. Well, he also, he did the thing they do, which is if you question his story, you're racist. So, and actually I did see the press started doing articles about the people on the right skeptical and saying oh these people are questioning a victim you know they were they were basically right. trying to shame people for questioning it um before it all came out that it was indeed a lie uh he yeah but he said you know if you question it you're racist he went on good morning america and did this interview by the way let me back up quickly when i first heard this it's like i didn't know for sure that he faked it i just knew i didn't think it sounded the way i don't, I don't think it happened the way he said it did that's all i knew that it sounded like bullshit one of my original thoughts was that maybe he really got attacked, but it was maybe it was by some Antifa members because they wear masks and these guys are wearing masks and or just they, some maybe, random thugs or something. Right, but yeah. but no, but not with the letter too. I was like, if he's being targeted and he's being attacked, maybe it's some leftists, like a radical leftist Antifa or something, trying to push this story that America is racist and homophobic and that Trump voters are racist and homophobic. So I I gave him the benefit of the doubt that maybe he really didn't know and he was attacked, but but no, it was. It was the, what's that quote about like the easiest uh, answer? Well, there's Oxford's usually... razor, which is the simplest explanation yes. is generally the, the, the right The one. simplest explanation, right. So yeah. um, he went on Good Morning America. He cried. He did a great performance. But um, one thing I noticed that I mentioned to you that I thought was fascinating was I'm really a geek about body language experts and stuff and the tells that, that cops use during interviews to see if someone's lying and some of those have to do with language and like like if a person is speaking if they're recounting a story in the present tense instead of the past tense which is fascinating like if a person says instead of saying i came home i walked in the house and i found my wife dead and then i called the police they'll sometimes if they're making it up they'll say in the present tense like i walk in i see my wife right. dead on the floor i call the police and that's how he did it right yeah well, no, I don't remember if he did that, but he did another thing that I find fascinating, oh, okay. which is he said um, people reveal a lot with what they say. Like you've mentioned this before. And he said, uh, if I had said it was a black guy or a Mexican guy uh, or a Muslim guy, I don't think I would have been questioned if I had said it was. And I'm like, if it really happened, you would have. You and I or anyone probably would have put it phrased it this way, which is if it had been a black guy or a Mexican guy or a Muslim guy. If it had been a Mac, black guy, and, you wouldn't be questioning me. But he said, if I had said it was a black guy, I'm like. Yeah, and that, Carrie, that was a brilliant insight when you said that to me yesterday. I was like, Thank oh, you my God, I impressed. haven't thought of that. Uh, <laughs> I, I was very impressed. I hadn't thought of that, but I but I think we can all relate. Like, put yourself in that, in that situation. You would say, likely, you would say, if I had, if it had been a black person who attacked me, not if I had said it was, it a, was black a black person, person. Um, yeah. which is really interesting. It's a, a nice little it's slip a tell. of the tongue there. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was interesting just as an aside. But anyway, I think we've caught everyone up to speed if they happen to have been in a cave and not known this story, um, the, the, the gist of it. Yeah. And yeah, Chris Joyce is saying Ellen Page went on Colbert and cried about this hateful attack and blamed it on Mike Pence because that because she's sane. God, I, yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't understand why. Like, I do understand, but we have to stop giving a crap what actors and actresses think yeah. about anything. They're they're paid to like look good and pretend to be people that they're not. They're, they have no they have no better insight than anyone else. And often uh it seems to be much worse. So you felt like there was something going on, but you didn't really talk about, you didn't, you didn't publicly say, I don't believe Jesse. No. Right at the beginning, right? No, and you didn't um, either for good reason. I didn't say anything because uh, I'm really worried about jumping on the bandwagon one way or another. Uh, and so I just, you know, every, I, I heard the people on the right and they were making some good points like, Hey, you know, maybe, you know, this doesn't make sense. And certainly calling Chicago MAGA country. I mean, there was, there was red flags, like who the hell carries bleach and a noose around with them. I, I mean, I don't know any white supremacists, but oh, who the hell, like, I can't imagine they carry around a noose and bleach in case they run into, right. you know, a two bit actor from some crappy show on Fox that they wanted, you know, pour bleach on, but whatever. So like that didn't make any sense. And the MAGA country thing didn't make any sense given, especially given that it's Chicago. Um, but and, he, and they have footage of him arriving at his apartment, still holding the subway sandwich and his phone. Apparently he didn't drop those things while he was fighting right. them off. <laughs> right. So, I mean, the, the thing is, is so weird. I, uh, I, I certainly, there was red flags, but I didn't want to say anything cause I don't want to be, I, it's horrible to accuse someone of lying about something like that. What if he actually is a victim? I mean, I, and I want to give him the benefit of the doubt for a while until facts were in. Um, and you know, I don't think it's the most responsible thing to do, even for the people on the right. I don't think it's hugely responsible to say, like, this didn't happen. Um, mm -hmm. Until they it's know. Fine to, yeah, it's fine to question it and say, well, it's alleged, but here are the things that don't make sense, and maybe it happened, and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I, there, as we talk, you know, we talked to uh, Jason Hing, I mean, Jason, uh, Zach Hing last week, and he said, you know, I don't believe that we're in a post-racial society. And I don't either. I don't think you do either, no, Carrie. And like there is racism in there and we're certainly in a, you know, there are people who are uh, homophobic and hate, hate gays. And so, you know, it's possible that attacks like this could happen. Um, and so you know, I just wanted to withhold judgment, but the withholding judgment doesn't get clicks. Um, right. <laughs> withholding judgment. Well, it's also so. about not being a hypocrite. If you're like, if, if you believe as I do that people should wait to get the facts before, or as many facts as they can before they start spreading stuff, like then you have to hold yourself to that as well. And I mean, I could say, yeah, my gut says this, but I don't, I could say, I don't, the fact, I don't think, which is true. I, at the time I was like, I don't think that it happened the way he said, but I can't definitively say it did, it didn't, or that it did, somebody yeah. else didn't attack him or whatever. I don't know. Um, if we were going to cover it, I think the only proper way to cover it would have been here are the allegations and here are things that are, seem maybe odd about the allegations or inconsistent, but you know, we don't know if it did happen, it's horrific. Um, so, you know, the mm -hmm. end, but, um, yeah. but now we know well, so the, that it know. didn't happen at all. And he's a lying sack of shit. And, uh, and you know, he 
he probably deserves to get attacked, not racially, but just uh, uh well, a friend had a comment which was that if if he wanted to be the victim of an actual hate crime, he should have put on a MAGA hat and walked around Chicago. <laughs> like <laughs> you'll definitely get attacked. Um so I, I wanted to put this in the context. I know you and I talked about hate crimes in general. Uh one thing, positive thing that I think has come out of this is or hate crime hoaxes in general is that ever since Trump was elected, I've been seeing these stories, like a lot of hate crime hoaxes, especially right after the election results. And my friends in the SJW echo chamber would always share, dutifully share these, you know, uh, there were like three different women who claimed that Trump voters tried to pull their hijab off and screamed anti-Muslim slurs at them. Um, and all three of those turned out to be fake and, you know, in different cities. And, but my friends would share those kind of stories and like, this is what we told you would happen in Trump's America. And right. then when the real story came out, I mean, if you just look at the retweets uh, on the, on the journal, on the Twitter for the news, news accounts, they don't get the attention, the same amount of attention at all. And nobody shares them. Nobody shares the retraction. Nobody shares, Hey, that thing I posted about two weeks ago was fake. Um, and part of that could be, I was wondering, well, maybe it's just because they don't, people in my SJW echo chamber don't see the corrections and the retractions, but then that's a chicken or the egg thing because they're not seeing them because nobody's sharing them. Nobody in the right. echo chamber is sharing them. And so all these people are walking around believing the original stories that, that all these different hate crimes happen. And so one positive thing I think that's come out of it is I've seen a couple of publications now compile lists of, hey, Smollett's not the only one since Trump was elected. Look at all these fake hate crimes that have been reported by the national news. Yeah, this is uh, this is hatecrimes.org, which um, Tamara pointed us to, um, and we've seen before. I think it's his, uh, this might be by your guy. Is this maintained by the Laird Wilcox guy or his buddies or his circle? I think it might be. Um, but uh, uh -huh. yeah, they, they keep a list of of fake hate crimes. And um, yeah, the question is, I, I think the question that I want to ask, at least what's interesting to me is to ask the question, why? Why do people do this? Well, one reason they do it is that it's, it's uh, if the story that they're telling, if there's no evidence for that, they have to create the evidence and they're, morally misguided enough to believe that the ends justify the means. So two of these, I was looking through some of these hate crimes and if more than two, a few of them, there was the guy in November of 2016 who spray painted a swastika and homophobic slurs and I think hailed Trump or something on the side of a church. It turned out it was the organist of the church who's gay. Uh, and when, when it was found out that it was him, he said he wanted to, to mobilize a movement and then there was another girl, this is even more telling. Um, this is the one in May of 2017, it was St. Olaf College, where there were a bunch of racist notes that were left. Uh, it was covered nationally in Washington Post and other places. Um, they canceled classes, there were protests and boycotts for days, like it tore the campus apart. And then it turns out it was one of the black female students who was the target of the notes who wrote them. And when it was found out that it was her, she said that she wanted to draw attention to concern, like real concerns about the campus climate, about racism and stuff. It's like, if if it were actually that bad, you wouldn't have to manufacture it. You friggin' liar. Right. So it turns, I find this fascinating. It turns people into the monsters they claim to be fighting. They're like, I hate racism. Yeah. It, 
I'm going to leave racist notes. <laughs> like what? You're leaving racist notes. You're creating racist notes. Like you're creating racism. What the fuck is wrong? Sorry. What is wrong with you? Yeah. Um, that's fascinating. No, I, I think you're right. I, I mean, there's a, to me, there's a couple, there's a couple issues. One is I think a lot of these people on the left tie their moral self-worth to the righteousness of their ideology. Um, and so it becomes a very difficult thing psychologically uh, when reality isn't matching what your ideology predicts. This is why you have Trump derangement syndrome, right? They all thought Hillary was going to win. Um, and so it, there's this massive conflict between um, their ideology and um, and reality. And when their self-worth, I mean, this is why they virtue signal, right? They virtue signal because their self-worth, their sense of, of, of virtue and their sense of goodness is tied directly to uh, the ideology that they profess. And so this is why it's very upsetting when something happens that's unexpected, like Trump wins. And it's also why I think um, there's maybe this drive to create the narrative out of reality. Like reality is not cooperating with your narrative. And so mm -hmm. you need to manifest it in reality in some way um, to kind of maintain your own sense of moral superiority and self-worth. Um, because, you know, imagine if he had gotten away with this, right? Everyone would have been saying, yeah, those fucking Trump supporters, sorry, <sighs> trying not to swear. Yeah. yeah, those damn Trump supporters, those, those MAGA racist homophobes, uh, they're all over the country. And this is, you know, this happens all the time to gay black men. And poor Jesse is just an example. Um, and it would have been this narrative that, that at reinforced, uh, and validated the, the belief that all Trump supporters are racist bigots. Yeah. Um, and your exact, what was the phrase you ahead. just used about, a uh, reality's not cooperating. So you have to manufacture, I mean, that, that's exactly what it is. Reality is you not have to manifest. You have to manifest it. Yeah. yeah. Yourself. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like someone else. I, I forget who said this before. Maybe you said it about how, um, a lot of SJWs. It's brilliant. I'm sure it came from me. Gary, it came so. from you. Yes. I'll discredit you. Uh, <laughs> that it, that they're, they are problems. No, no, they are solutions in search of a problem because a lot I, you of, you know these, what? I probably didn't say that, but. Sounds, but it's, it, sounds good. it sounds great. I'll, I'll let you, I'll give it to you. The, uh, a lot of these activist organizations, a lot of these movements have achieved their goals. You know, women can vote. Women can, you know. Yeah, they, you and I have talked about that before. Yeah. They've run out of stuff to do, right? They're like, hey, we, we, women should be equal under the law. I'm like, okay, they are. Now what? Like disband and lose your power or come up with something else to fight? Come up with new grievances, right? Or manufacture grievances. Right. Right, exactly. Um, you know, I, the other thing, so so part of me believes that this is uh, a result of ideology and tying their self-worth to ideology, right? Part of me thinks it's just narcissism. We do live in, you know, I was talking to my friend the other day. We live in a culture that is ridiculously narcissistic. Um, and he, even good people are, are way more narcissistic than in the past. And the example he was giving was, uh, you know, he's a little bit older than me, but <clears throat> we're both you know, of a prior generation or older. And, uh, but he was saying like, you know, Neil, I think Neil Armstrong was the, or maybe it was Buzz Aldrin, but I think it was Neil Armstrong was the, the example he was giving. And he watched some documentary or something about Neil Armstrong. And he's like the guy, he was saying to me, the guy never tooted his own horn. He never, you know, 
talked about how great he was or his accomplishments or anything. He was just like pretty, pretty humble and low key and, and went about his life. And the guy was the freaking first guy on the moon. Right. Um, but you know why that it, is, right? Cause he never no. actually went to the moon. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, I'm totally kidding. Yeah. Go ahead. Are you going to channel Owen Benjamin? Now? <laughs> no, I'm uh, joking. <laughs> but yeah. So, I mean, there's other examples if you, if you want to be a flat earther uh, and, and think. <laughs> I'm but, totally um, kidding. <laughs> uh, but he's yeah, humble. I mean, your point. He's humble. He's humble. And, and he, and you know, and this guy is a guy that I've worked with um, in investing in companies before. And so we had examples of young founders in their mid to late twenties. Um, and he, you know, he cited a few of those examples. He's like, well, look at this guy and look at this person. And, and, and we talked about people that we knew and that were, you know, younger generation and their life is it, it revolves around posting pictures on Instagram that, that paint them in the best, most interesting light as possible. And, you know, trying to, to, um, self promote their own brand all over the internet and, and on every social media platform possible. And, uh, present themselves as experts when in fact they're not really um, present themselves as important when they're not. And it's a, it's night and day. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, part of that narcissistic culture, I think is, and I'm not, I'm not sure if it's bad or good. I'm not really making a moral judgment about it. It rubs me the wrong way, but I don't know. I haven't like proven philosophically why it's bad. So I'm not going to claim that it's bad necessarily, but bad um but. sure it, we can have that discussion but the point is bad or good uh it is very different and it does lead to i think this you know when, when you look at jesse what he did fundamentally was narcissistic even if he had uh even if he had intentions to start a movement or or help some quote cause and he was willing to do something evil in order to in his mind perpetuate good um it's still narcissistic. It's incredibly narcissistic. And ev everything he said about it is not, the way he treated it was narcissistic. It's, it's massive, massive narcissism. Um, and I don't know if that, maybe that's just a function of like, maybe people are way more narcissistic now than they used to be. Oh, I think there's a case to be made for that for sure. Because everything we do now is you have this online presence that's advertising you. You know, you're this, a celebrity. People see what's happening with you. And, and in your life, we never used to have that. I mean, you and I remember a time before the internet. Because millennials hey, don't, don't have that. Hmm? Don't talk about your age. Don't tell people that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's like yes, we, we, we didn't always have it. It wasn't like you turn on the social media. 1200 BPS modems, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not like you used to have this peek into everyone's life or the ability to write like a, it's like a newspaper of you. And uh, it is it is very narcissistic. And I, uh, there's something else that I was thinking of that I uh, mentioned to you. Th this made me think of a study, and I went and found it because I, I read this a couple years ago. I thought it was really interesting. Um, and there's an article about it in USA Today. But they did this study that shows that there's an, a, an alarming increase in the number of kids who are cyberbullying themselves on... Oh, you mentioned this. Yeah. I, like that blows my mind. Can you yeah. tell people like on So like crazy. on platforms, like obviously like Facebook and Twitter, but also on like Tumblr blogs. And there are a couple of these sites where you can have an account, like a profile. And then the, the whole, the whole um, point of the site is for anonymous people 
usually friends at your high school, whoever, to come in and ask you questions anonymously and you can answer them and stuff. And so um, they, st they started this study because of this, four I think she was 14, this girl in England who ended up killing herself, who had suffered a lot of online abuse on one of these sites. But it turns out they found after she died that 98% of the abuse she was getting online came from her own computer. It was her. It was her abusing herself publicly online, cyberbullying herself. And right. I think like in the article, the USA Today article, they were kind of saying that they were relating it back to self-harm. Like they were trying to make the analogy between like cyberbullying yourself, yourself and right, and some type of self-harm. But I actually see an analogy between fake hate crimes. I don't view it as much about self-harm as I do about it's similar to fake hate crimes in that it's narcissistic. You're looking for attention. You're looking to be the victim. Um, yeah, within the cutters hide their mm -hmm. cuts. Yes. Right? Self-harm people often hide their self-harm. Mm -hmm. uh, this is not, this is out in the open. This is a, a very public, um, yeah. like the, the equivalent, the, the, the self-harm, the equivalent here would be like going in your bedroom, shutting the door and like saying nasty things about yourself to yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's not what's happening here. And there were some famous instances of this that I remember, and I, I apologize if I get this wrong, I didn't look this up before the show, but uh, when I was looking into, when Gamergate happened, I was an SJW inside, I, I knew I knew what was going on and it was all about sexist men. And uh, But now I've since looked back on Gamergate and I have a completely different view. And uh, a couple of those women involved, Zoe Quinn, I think was one who was sending herself a not, like messages, hateful messages, sexist messages online that's crazy. That's the same thing these kids are doing, but it's, it's to build a narrative. It's to get attention. Um, and you know, we've talked about before within the SJW ideology, there's, um, you get points, the more of a victim you are, the more press groups you can check off. So what, what better way than to have everyone witness you being the victim of online abuse? Yeah. You're special yeah. now, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, and we live in a culture, I think, that confuses. We live in a culture that uh, conflates uh, fame with infamy, right? So uh, it doesn't really matter whether you're Ted Bundy or Mother Teresa. Fame is fame is fame, right? It's uh, notoriety is notoriety is notoriety, um, and so. Um, yeah, honestly, like your that, Ted so that's, Bundy point is that's a really good point, Ted Bundy, because. That Jesse yeah. Smollett, you you're the one who said, what did you say to me about his fame level now? Does it matter? Yeah, well, I I mean, I I showed the the charts, right? The guy, I mean, very few people knew who he was previously. Like I said, he was about as popular as that that actor from that plays the dumb guy in the good place. And you were like, who the hell is that? Right. Um <laughs> so yeah, that that was about his level of popularity. And now he's, you know, rivaling Donald Trump, who was popular even before he was president. Um, so and Trump's Trump's insanely, you know, I, I don't mean popular and like uh, liked, but talked about certainly. Um, well known, and, famous. Yeah, well known, well no, no, notorious, or yeah, famous. Um, and uh, you know, so part of me is like, oh, he's a narcissist. Part of me, you know, I talked about the the kind of psychology and uh, psychopistemology related to your um, your self worth being tied to your ideology and how to, you have to manifest that in reality. All that's true maybe the simple kind of materialistic or cynical thing to do is just look at, well, would he benefit? Like, it's a great question to ask all the time. Like, well, what, what did he get out of it? What are the benefits? Right. Mm -hmm. And the benefits are pretty obvious here. Uh, he is famous and 
even if the guy serves jail time, and even if he gets hated on for this, he will be famous. I guarantee he will land more acting roles. This is not going to kill his career in Hollywood at no. all. Like he's um, even if he does jail time, he's going to get out and he's going to be on Dancing with the Stars probably. He's going to get out. <laughs> he'll be on. He'll be. Uh, I'm sure he'll be in movies at the very least. He'll have cameos, or that's the way it'll start. Like he. This is. This is not bad for him in any way. He'll I mean, get to yeah, have maybe his he has some redemption story. Yeah, he'll get his redemption story probably if he does if he plays it right in the press. I don't right? even think they're going to require a redemption story from him because they all believe that it could have happened because that's the world they live in, and he was just trying to help. I mean, there's this um, there's a group in the Bay Area. Then maybe they're maybe they're elsewhere, but I know they're in the Bay Area at least, and they're basically like a sister group to Antifa. And uh, they're called by any means necessary. Um, and that's, you know, that name is accurate and descriptive. They, uh, it doesn't, the means are not relevant to these people. It, the ends justify the means. And so yeah. I actually don't think, I don't, like people like Ellen Page, I don't think she's going to think bad of him, really. I mean, she might have to say, yes, that was wrong of him publicly and blah, 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 but you know, tisk tisk tisk, but really, no, they don't care um, because they wish he had gotten so away with it. They all secretly wish he had gotten away with it. <laughs> that he had gotten away with it, but that's morally bankrupt. Like of they, course it is. There's there was an article. I think it was Washington Post. The uh, headline was basically, "I doubted Smollett," and I'm sorry. I, I really hope I wasn't I wasn't right or something like that. But the gist of the article was this woman was lamenting that the hate crime didn't happen. Like she yeah. would rather the world be as dark and racist and homophobic as she believes it is. And let's just say it wants it to be. I think these people want it to be that way. Of course, because that, that justifies their whole yeah. moral outlook. Yeah. They bring and they all bring their virtue they, signaling is justified. Yeah. But isn't that fascinating that they bring what they claim to be against into fruition? Like they create it. It's the same thing with, okay, so during the inauguration, there were these protests, uh, J20, and they actually arrested some of these Antifa guys who were planning to gas uh, the deplorable or something. Uh, they yeah, got them on tape. On, yeah, yeah uh, but poison gas. At, mm -hmm. As part of J20, yeah. But so they were organizing and they had a J20 website and stuff. And I, at the time I read, one of the things they said, these were SJWs and radical, like Antifa guys and stuff, and they wanted to disrupt Trump's inauguration. And one of the things they said on the website was, like, let's be so disruptive that we force them to have, we force him to do the inauguration behind closed doors, like the authoritarian he is. And I'm like, wait a minute. If you're forcing a private closed door inauguration, you're the freaking authoritarians. What are you talking about? Like, yeah. let's force this thing that we claim to be against to happen. Yeah, no, I, it's, uh, you know, one thing you and I talked about, Carrie, yesterday that I think... <clears throat> I think needs to be discussed a little bit is why the rest of us will I'll say the, the normies, right? We're not, <laughs> you and I are not like on the right wing and we're not on the left wing. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I'm actually not that normal cause I'm like an extreme libertarian, but that's a separate issue. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, the kind of the rest of us, um, it's hard for us to believe that someone would manufacture this kind of a hoax um, because it's so unconscionable. It's so morally bankrupt, as you said. It's so just vile and despicable and evil. It's such a 
horrible thing to do that we really hesitate to, to, to like accuse someone of that because it's like, well, I mean, I can't imagine someone doing that. Who who would do that? Most normal people are so appalled by that as a, as a thing. They can't wrap their brains around the idea that there are people out there in the world with jobs and careers and even a little bit of celebrity and kind of normal productive lives who would do something that vile. Um, and, you know, I don't want to put it, it's not, look, it's vile. It's not murdering your family. I mean, yes, there are crazy people who do even worse things out there. And I, I get that. But um, it's a pretty vile, horrible thing to do. And most of us kind of are like, we don't even want to believe that that's true. We don't want to face that evil and recognize that the other side is evil. And you and I talked about this, like the left often takes the moral high ground and it leaves anyone else on the defensive to try and argue about why they're not evil because the left has taken the moral high ground and called them bigots or evil or whatever. And it's time for other people to take the moral high ground. We should take the moral high ground here. We should say, Jussie Smollett, you are a scumbag. This was an evil, shitty thing to do. Crap, I'm not supposed to swear. This is an evil, horrible thing to do. And um, you are wrong. And you are actually making it worse for black gay people in the country because what you're doing is ruining the credibility of the people who are actually attacked. There will be real victims of hate crimes in the future and people are less likely to believe them because of you, Jussie Smollett. You are evil. You are horrible. Your actions were evil. And um, instead we kind of are on this defensive of like well i think he i think he was a hoax and blah blah, blah. and like we were always reacting to the the sanctimonious left and their moral high ground and i think it's time we knocked them off of their pedestal because the left has no moral high ground they are despicable and evil and they should be treated that way sorry that's i love point. this rant <laughs> i love this rant you're all fired up it i am despicable. it pisses me off because they are immoral and they're pretending to be yeah. the moral ones yeah it is immoral. It is evil. I mean, we use that word. His actions were evil. I do believe that. He's he's yeah. making it. So a, a friend of mine, a liberal and I were talking about it, and he was saying uh, all of this hyper-attention on the hate crime hoaxes is, is being used. He said being used to um, to to try and present a, a, a case that there's no hate crimes. I'm like, I don't see that being done at all. There, nobody that I see is like, there's no hate crimes, except Ann Coulter. I saw <laughs> she tweeted that there's no hate crimes, which is ridiculous. But nobody else I see who is do, saying that. Um, and actually, to his point about people not believing there are any, if people do believe because of this, that that no hate crimes happen, um, that's on Jesse Smollett. That's on the press. That's on people like Cory Booker and Kamala Harris and Ellen Page. It's on people who spread this nonsense without waiting. Um, because eventually and, it will be rational to assume that people are hoaxing. Eventually right. that will be the, the rational decision or the rational assumption to make right. because you'll be tired of these hoaxes. Well, the other reason I initially assumed he, he was hoaxing, or at least it wasn't true, was because it fit. Here's what's funny. It fit a description of a Trump supporter of a MAGA person that I is mostly invented by the press out of whole cloth. Like it's not, I think that's why Trump supporters were like, Oh, this is bullshit. Cause Trump supporters are like, we don't, that's not us. That's the media's, uh, characterization you know, of that's characterization the, that's the of, us. of us. Yeah. yeah. 
And so he was using, and if you don't actually know Trump voters, and I've met quite a few in the past couple of years, if all you're getting is the story the mainstream media is telling you about them, then this is what you would invent. Two guys with right. a noose who are like, this is MAGA country. And like right. they walk around with bleach and a noose in right? their pocket and yell around MAGA and country just, in Chicago. Yeah. And, and watch are, Empire. Watch Empire and are racist <laughs> and homophobic. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? But yeah. um yeah, I do. I, I think I think his actions were reprehensible. And uh and the other thing I said to my friend, which is this, is the hyperattention on the hate crime hoaxes, if there is hyperattention on it. Is because of the hyperattention on the hate, the fake hate crimes. This story was national right. front page news. It was repeated by journalists, celebrities, by um, uh, uh, politicians, people who are running for president. Said this is a modern day lynching, and you know they use this to try and fear monger and to tell us this is what the world is like. No, and uh, so the reason you know that was hyper focused. Yep. So if it, if it's getting any attention now, it's because of that. And I actually think. All of these hate crime hoaxes, and like I said, most of them, they don't get the scrutiny that 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 Smulla is now receiving. Most of the hate crime hoaxes, right. they issue a quiet retraction later. Oh, hey, that person made that thing up, and they've been arrested. Uh, and it's, yeah. it doesn't become a big story. Sorry about Mattress Girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry about Mattress Girl. <laughs> but that's another thing. This, these hate crime hoaxes are just like all the false rape rape crimes, all the fake rape charges and stuff, accusations, right. um, fake rape accusations. So. So I think all of those hoaxes get a lot of attention. Usually when it's revealed they were they were fake, that doesn't get attention. And so what I said to him is this this does a lot of damage. It doesn't matter if the overall number, he's like, this is there's X many hate crimes per year and only this this percentage is fake. I'm like, that doesn't matter. The fake ones get a, a ton of attention, and then there's no follow-up on most of them. And it is doing great harm to our country and to polarization. And it is it is unfairly maligning. So many of these stories include Trump voters or um, it is unfairly maligning and, and disparaging Trump supporters and painting them as this this racist, homophobic, sexist caricature. And that's right. That's reprehensible. I that's think it's going to mobilize the Trump base. I mean, Trump hasn't been great at. Uh, doing what he's promised and he's got some issues with his base and whatever, but keep it up, Jesse. I mean, you're going to drive these people to the polls uh, right? because they're, people are sick of this crap. It makes me uh, empathize with vote Trump voters. Yeah. It makes me, yeah. I'm like, they get called. I mean, after the Covington thing, all these people on the left are like, well, the red MAGA hat has come to symbolize racism and intolerance and hatred. I'm like, no, it doesn't. That's what it symbolizes right. to you. Quit projecting right. onto these people what you see in it. Yeah. That makes me furious, and I'm not even a Trump voter. <laughs> it makes <Right>. me angry. <laughs> like, well, you may be in 2020. We never. I know. may be. I'm open to that possibility now. <laughs> yeah, um, I've said it here. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. I like Tulsi Gabbard, but well, well, I don't know. I I don't like any of the yeah. others. I I still kind of like. She's Bernie. better than a lot of them. She's better. Yeah. I don't like Bernie. Um, okay. Because I'm not. I don't know. I have a soft spot for him, but I probably wouldn't vote for. I voted for him in the primaries last time. Yeah, I mean, I the only thing I like about him is he's not Hillary, and it would have been I would rather have him run against Trump. Um, but uh, I, I can we talk about hate crimes uh, generally? Because you and I, I don't know if we agree on this, but it's something that I said yesterday uh, when you and I were talking. Is uh, I don't think hate crimes should be a thing. Um, I don't I don't believe in hate crime as a 
it's a valid categorization of crimes. Um, I think crimes are if you murder someone, uh, you murder them. Uh, I don't care why you murdered them. If you did it intentionally or not, I care. I care. I might care um, if it was uh, unintentional, right? And if it was premeditated murder, that matters maybe in punishment. Uh, I might care if there were mitigating circumstances like, uh, you know, that the guy just killed your whole family and you chased him down the street and murdered him. Like, eh, technically murder, but I get it, right? Uh, and there's some mitigating circumstances. But whether you killed someone because they cut you off in traffic or you don't like the color of their skin, I don't really care. Uh, I, I think, and, and I think um, the law ought to treat people as individuals. And if you treat people as individuals, hate crimes aren't a thing. Hate crimes only come into existence when you treat people as members of groups and assume that you're attacking him because he's a member of some group and you're a member of some other group. Um, and I don't think that's how the law should work. So I'm opposed to hate crimes as a categorization completely. Uh, but I don't know that you agree with that. So argue against I, me, please. I think I do agree with that now because I thought about it more since yesterday. I, I kind of was leaning that way. I said something about it on Facebook and the, a liberal friend of mine pointed out that because I was like murder is murder. And, and like you, I don't like the law elevating people, elevating certain groups based on sex or race. And um, but then my friend was like, well, but we also we do. The law does look at things like uh, in intent when it comes to manslaughter versus murder one, that kind of stuff. And then when you pointed out that intent is different than motive, I was like, oh, okay. So yeah, I've come around. I'm like, yeah, motive shouldn't matter. I don't think it should. At well, least I think motive can right be, I, I, I think there's a nuance there. I do think motive could matter if it's a mitigating circumstance motive. Right. 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 So, but other than that, and you know, if there's no mitigating motive, it's just, it's just cold blooded murder. And yeah. so, who the hell cares whether you you know you don't like him because he's black or you don't like him because he's gay or you hate the show Empire because it sucks? I don't know. I've never watched it, but like it doesn't matter. Um, doesn't matter. It, it's, um, it's, an, it's an assault. Well, and that that begs the question about hate crime is you know he unfairly maligned white male Trump supporters. So is this a, is what he did a hate crime because he was he was lying yeah, about yeah, I think you're white right. men. Like, is it a hate crime because it was sexist and racist? And yeah, he said it was white guys and, and MAGA supporters, so it's a hate crime. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, it's a great point. Yeah. Justy Smollett committed a hate crime. Yeah. I mean, he kind of did. He, he, he did. Absolutely. He caused he division. Kind of. He did. Yeah. He caused division. He pushed this narrative, th this thing that they're trying to sell us um, about living in such a racist. And, oh, I wrote down this quote by um, Thomas Sowell, which I really liked that a friend shared it said he said racism is not dead but it is on life support kept alive by politicians race hustlers and people who get a sense of superiority by denouncing others as racist and i thought that's oh, so true yeah they good? keep it alive people like i know I talk, I, this is my, one of my least favorite professional sjw's is sean king which speaking of fake hate crimes you guys should google sean king in the hate crime and see oh, what comes up can you yeah. tell the joke that you told on signal you call oh, them something on signal, and I it's like possibly what you said was racist, but it was also hilarious. Racist. Okay, no, he, then great. Just say it. What did you call him? No, because because he's he's white, although and both his parents are listed as white, and but he he puts himself out there as black, which maybe he is, maybe this is true. He, when it came out that his parents were white and that he might possibly be pretending to be black, like Rachel Dolezal, 
he went on CNN and talked about how his mom was a um, kind of a loose woman. He like threw his mom under the bus and was like, my mom had an affair with a black, a light skinned black man. And that's, and um, oh, anyway, I anyway, that was his excuse. But anyway, because there's this meme now and this joke that he's actually a white man pretending to be black because he makes a lot of money writing about racial justice and, uh, and people call him Talcum X. <laughs> I think that's awesome. <laughs> Talcum X is the best. Talcum X. I mean, that's funny. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It's if funny. He is a, it's funny. If he yeah, is a Rachel Dolezal. Yeah. He's trans yeah. race. He is trans race. Well, I identify as black and I'm not offended. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, in the chat, uh, Garisha Jin says it's, uh, we were talking about Jesse and she says it's how children are he. I don't know if Garisha is a, I know what Jin is. It's a, it's a, um, label. It's a Japanese, uh, person basically, but, uh, it's how children can act. Sometimes the only difference is scale. So Garisha Jin is saying, Hey, this is, uh, it's only, uh, you know, he's act they're acting like children and the only difference is it's scale. And, um, I would have agreed with you until uh, yesterday, last night, when I mentioned something like that in front of my nine-year-old, and she said to me, that's insulting. I don't behave that way. And I went, oh, yeah, <laughs> you're Your right. That was awesome. That's insulting to children. <laughs> so uh, no, that's not how children act. Uh, that's how uh, immature, uh, spoiled brats act, but not children. So mm -hmm. um, Your daughter's yeah, cool. I I, I, I like her, but I'm biased. Um, can I ask? So, I'm, and this is—is it awkward to have a conversation half on chat and half? Uh, no, let's do it. I didn't about, get to look so, at the chat much, but so let's Andrew, Andrew says, Andrew Thompson, what is this quote you've got? You like—is this a quote from Jesse's character? Um, I think he's saying that Jesse's character. I'm gonna assume I understand what he's saying. I think he's saying that Jesse's character, Jesse's character on the show. Um, says some kind of quote that says, uh, let's see. And that reason more than any other is why I need this story to be true despite its ugliness and despite what it would say about the danger of the world I live in. I don't know if he's saying, is that a quote? Oh, that's a quote from the Washington Post article. He actually said that, Andrew? Oh my oh, God. I think, no, I I think he's up. talking about the uh, woman I mentioned who, the, the, the woman oh. who basically was like, I wish that it was true. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so she admitted she needs the story to be true. Yeah. Uh. I think it, I think it's from that piece. Cause that was the gist of that article. Um, you know, you and I have said this before. They tell you what they, they, they like, they're honest about themselves. If you listen once in a while, they're just like, they'll say that they're evil. They just, you just gotta listen. Yeah. Um, what a mess. So I, so Carrie, Mm -hmm. Um, I know I was, we were supposed to end on talking about the moral high ground, but oh, I, couldn't we can help, end on whatever. I couldn't help it. And I, my rant bubbled up unexpectedly yeah. during the show. Um, so there are two books I wanted to plug. I haven't read them yet, okay. but I want to read them. That's I what just you bought said. one that you're, uh, at your behest yesterday. So I'll, I'll one is one. called hate crime hoax by Wilfred Riley. I think Tamara in the chat is the one who pointed me towards that book. Um, oh, cool. And the That's other fine. is an older book called Crying Wolf by Laird Wilcox. Laird Wilcox. Can I, can we talk about Laird Wilcox for a minute? Cause he's hilarious. Yeah. So hold on. I'm going to look him up. Are you going to put a picture up? Carter I mean, and I were yeah. prepping for the show yesterday I mean, yeah. and I, I told him about these books and he looked up Laird Wilcox. And I think Laird Wilcox, if he were played in a movie would be played by John Goodman. 
Yeah, maybe. But he he he. So here's all right. I'll just say here, here's Laird Wilcox. He's a badass. Look at those glasses. Right. So he looks kind of strange, and the whole website looks like it's <laughs> from like the late '90s, uh, mid '90s. It looks it looks weird, and so I kind of was like, this guy's a kook because he just like it just. I mean, come on, this reeks kookiness. It looks um, like an old website, yeah. Yeah, it, the whole thing reeks kookiness. But I actually ended up doing a little bit more research on this guy, and like, he's he's considered legit. He's like a a real scholar who has like this collection, the library of the of political extreme material and and stuff like that. And so, uh, he's just I, he's more of a badass than a kook. I think he just uh, yeah. That's Laird Wilcox. So and but he, he, looks, he, like a, he looks like book. a private detective in the like early '90s who would care yeah. about your your yeah. helping you. Yeah, I don't. I I don't know if he's. Uh, we should try. We should try and get him on the show. Uh, I don't know how old he is now. That would be fun. But he looked like that in the '90s apparently, and then just never updated his <laughs> website. Um, yeah, I, I, there have been a lot of hate crime hoaxes. I don't. I don't think they're going to stop. Do you? Do you think? I, I think they're going to escalate. And my prediction is that they're going to help mobilize Trump's base, which will get him reelected in 2020. And uh, I don't think the media, you know, they didn't learn their lesson after Covington. They're not going to learn their lesson after Jesse Smollett. Um, I, I no. don't. I think they're just going to keep doubling down on this stuff. No. And in some ways, I think they're hopefully they're their own worst enemy because I do think potentially there are more people waking up to how full of crap they are the more that they push these things and then it, it's revealed to be false and they're yeah. so eager to push it they're so eager to push it and it again I, I read this quote on on one of our other podcasts so I won't read it again but but there's this C.S. Lewis quote that this always makes me think of and it's about like um I'm gonna mangle it but he's basically like if if you if one reads a story about one's enemy and and filthy atrocities that they've committed and then later you find out that story is not quite true is your first instinct to go oh thank goodness they're even my enemy's not as bad as that or is it to get to want it to be true or is it to yeah. wish that it were true and to wish that's darkness and he ends that quote with you know i think it's the the um latter and and if unfortunately that that ends in a world of pure hatred because you're wishing your enemy to be darker and then you're wishing others to be darker and then you're wishing yourself to be darker until you end up in the he says like the universe of pure hatred but i think that's a great quote for this because that's exactly what's happening is these people are seeing the fake hate crime they want it to be true like they yeah. want no, this I, darkness i agree and look i mean not to this could be a whole topic, but I mean, I I believe that if you're semi-intelligent and you're a Marxist, you you have a dark heart. Um, you, you want you're a malevolent universe kind of person um, because only a really dark-hearted person can understand what Marxism is and support it. Um, you can be ignorant about it and think like, oh, it just means people hold hands and sing Shangri-La and get along, and there's no rich people, but we all have a two cars and a flat screen TV. Um, but that's not what Marxism means. Um, and uh, that's not what the philosophy behind it is. And so I, I think I think a lot of these people, frankly, are quite malevolent in their heart. And I don't I don't think that means they can't be reformed or changed. But and it could be, you know, it's probably related to childhood and a whole bunch of other stuff. We you know, we we can't say for certain with everyone. But uh, I don't know, Carrie. I, I think they're actually 
I think they do for that C.S. Lewis quote. I, I think they do want their enemies to be worse. Uh, I think they're dark hearted well, people. I think there are two types, like we talked about again, the SJW, there are the ones who are malevolent, who have bad intent, who operate in bad faith, and they know exactly what this evil belief system is, and they're fine with it because they want to be the ones oppressing. But then there are the people who are in it who don't even realize it's a kind of Marxism. There are people who are good-hearted who are in it, who are out there acting as puppets and as mouthpieces for this ideology, thinking that they're doing something good, that this is a kind of liberalism. That this I is, generally agree yeah. with that, but which one is Jesse? I think Jesse's the malevolent kind. Well, but he might not know. I mean, oh, I could make a but case. No, no, but I could make might... a case that he thinks he's doing good. No, 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 but here's the thing. He thinks he's doing good, but he doesn't. Um, when I say out there doing, thinking they're doing good, I don't mean manufacturing hate crimes. I mean, preaching the belief system, believing that the world is like this. But if you take that step to action to be like, I'm going to create the world that I am saying exists. No, I think that something has gone rotten in your heart and your soul. Like you don't go out there and fake a hate crime without being malevolent in some way. Like you've crossed some dark, you've allowed some darkness in. That's not like, oh, I'm just, I'm preaching this thing that I believe to be true. That's I'm going to, well, I'm going to actively engage in this activity, which is immoral. Like, I think there's a difference there. That's well, so I'm usually yeah. on the side of their dark hearted. So I'm going to play devil's advocate for. Uh, okay. Let, let me let me let me say, what if you made the case? And I think you know I can classify Jesse as the same as uh, the by any means necessary group in in California and Nevet Falarca, who are also horrible people. Um, you know they have this by any means necessary mentality. They um, they believe that and maybe some of them do understand marxism and some of them don't um and and the morals behind it but they believe that the world is a bad place in some ways and that their ideology would make it a better place in some ways and that they need to blaze a path towards their utopia right this is the kind of classic uh you know, the classic evil, evil guy is like, he's got a utopia in mind and he's just trying to force it on everyone. And that requires murdering 6 million Jews or whatever it is. Right. So, um, that's the kind of mentality. And so you could argue like, oh, well, they, he, he means good by it. Like, yeah, he knows it's bad, but it's for a good cause because to me that this is why I actually am asking you this question about which Jesse is. To me, if you ever are kind of thinking like this is bad, but it's for a good cause, you're automatically on the, the evil side generally. Um, and I agree. I think, yeah, but I think I think that is f a fundamental component of social justice ide ideology is knowing it's wrong. But it's for a good cause. No, I don't. Not. I don't. I don't know. That's that not you a fundamental part that. of it. No, 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 no. Because again, there's the two types. The people who are good-hearted don't don't know that the ideology is evil, and they're not but committing they see fake it hate crimes. People. No, they don't. But they see it. Carter, they don't. They must. No, they don't. There are people in it who don't see it hurting people. Like they're too busy. We've talked about these busy people with lives. My friend, who's come to believe, for example, that. Uh, 
that racism equals prejudice plus power and that sexism equals prejudice plus power. She's out there preaching that in encounters once in a while with other white people to try and educate them because she thinks she's helping to end racism and sexism. That's the extent of it. She's not seeing it hurt people. Do you know what I mean? Like, and she doesn't well, connect that with willful blindness. No, I mean, that's not willful blindness. That's being busy and being a human in the world and doing the little things you can do to make it better. And because you bought into this ideology, you're un you're mm -hmm. out there unwillingly like spreading this. I just, I'm sorry, I'm getting passionate. I, no, this is good. I wanted you to get yeah. like into a debate about this. This is why I'm. <laughs> no, those this. people don't. And Jesse Smollett, no, he's crossed a line. You crossed the line to evil. That is a person who knows it's wrong. Like that is a person you've chosen to to commit something dark. That's not my friend who's out there trying to do good, what she thinks is good and and telling people the new definitions of racism and sexism. What about your friend She's, who won't watch the hoax video? That's not a friend. That's an online friend or an acquaintance. Uh, what so, about that person? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I wanted to that was just as an aside, there's this one lefty guy who's arguing with me online now about like, he won't engage with any of the things he criticizes. And that just is frustrating to me because a lot of SJWs are like that. They're too afraid to engage with it. Um, I don't know. Well, let me ask I don't know enough about then. him. The, to that's okay. Let me ask another question. Let me, let's ask about Jesse Smollett. Mm -hmm. Now that, so let's, let's take you, let's, let's find your archetypical, um, We'll call them just an SJW zombie. They don't know what they're doing. They just they think that they're out. You know, they're just going through the motions, right? They're not evil. I guess zombies are evil, but it's my metaphor, so I'm sticking with. It. So uh, they're going. They're the, the zombies. They're going out there. Um, now that they've seen, they've seen the the Jesse Smollett thing. They've seen the media reaction. They've seen that it's a hoax. Next time. Will they jump on the bandwagon again and criticize the the non-existent MAGA hat wearing bigots who attack the next person, or will they shut up and wait for the facts to get in? Will they will they learn? I don't know. I mean, hopefully a few of them will, but I don't know. I can't really answer that. They're they're because that's where the willful ignorance comes from for me. Because if they don't learn, but they don't that's connect this. They don't connect this. Like if I was an SJW, I'm trying to think back to the way I would have thought about this. Maybe it is a to a degree, some type of willful blindness, but I wouldn't necessarily have connected it to my, my belief system would remain intact. I would be like, but this is true. This is the way to end racism and sexism is to redefine them and then to be not realizing it, but to be racist and sexist because then you're treating people differently based on race and sex. But because you've redefined it, it can't be racism and sexism and you buy into that stuff. You don't necessarily, if a story like this happens, I mean, I would be watching it going, oh, I'd probably like that Washington Post person Oh, that's unfortunate. Or actually, I'd be, maybe be like you were earlier, morally indignant. That's horrible that he did that because now people are going to question very real racism and sexism. But so um, I wouldn't necessarily okay. connect it to. I wouldn't understand how victimhood being uh, lending some kind of prestige that that's a motivating factor for someone doing this. I maybe wouldn't have understood that because I didn't understand back then that. Um, it was, I mean, it became very obvious to me, but it wasn't that aware that that the ideology itself was racist and sexist and that it awards um, points and prestige based on these victim classes that you're in, these oppressed classes, and um, and how messed so up you, that is. you wouldn't have realized that at all. What, what do you yeah. think, what would you have concluded Smollett's uh, motivation was when you were in SJW, like, and you've seen this now unfold, like, what would your assumption be about his motivation? 
I probably would have thought he was just a morally bankrupt person who was using racism and sex, uh, racism and homophobia to become more famous and to get attention and to be a victim. So you would like, have gone down the narcissistic. Probably uh, the narcissistic. I wouldn't have realized he, like, I do believe a lot of these hate crime people, since Trump, they're doing it to push a narrative. Whereas in the past, I might have just thought it was simply the narcissism and fame angle, you know, okay. instead of trying okay. to recreate what they want the world to be like. But now I find, like, again, I find it so fascinating that people can become, and I do think some of the good intention people can become bad intention when they choose to cross that line. Like, there's a line that's that Nietzsche quote about be careful fighting monsters because, you know, mm -hmm. lest thou become a monster. Back. Yep. Yeah, you could become a monster. And when you look into the abyss, the abyss looks into you. That's, ah, uh, that gives me chills, ah. But they, right. they are looking into this dark version of the world and they want it to be that way. And they become the perpetrators of that darkness. They're out there doing fake hate crimes. They're sending themselves fake racist notes. They're writing racist things on their own doors at the Air Force Academy. They're, they're sending themselves homophobic emails and stuff that you are putting racism and homophobia and sexism in the world. They're doing, you know, they're be, right. they are the monster they're, they are climbing to fight. That's sick. Yeah. Let me ask you a potentially triggering. Oh gosh. <laughs> Is holding tight to an ideology and refusing to question it, even in the face of contradictory evidence, evil by its nature. Isn't that an evil act? I would argue that is an evil act. Doesn't make Why? you evil completely. Why? Um, because I would argue that um, evil is, uh, I would argue that good requires uh, knowledge of reality and uh, willfully um, refusing to question your ideology even in the face of contradiction is is a refusal to acknowledge the importance of uh non-contradictory belief systems and belief systems that uh are commensurate with reality or are um compatible with reality and so uh i would say that's where that's one of the roots of evil right mm -hmm. uh, because it will lead inevitably to um horrific false conclusions that justify mass murder and hooks and hate crimes and a whole bunch of other stuff um, yeah, that so uh, part well, of me is saying like, well, aren't, aren't you a little, little bit evil just by virtue of not questioning your ideology? I mean, I, I think I could agree with that way of thinking. I think I could. I mean, the, the guy that I was talking that you mentioned who will not watch hoaxed, for example. Yep. This is a guy who is basically saying well, I'm not going to watch it because, and then he engages in a bunch of ad hominem attacks about Mike Cernovich, which I'm like, I don't really care what you think about Mike Cernovich and I'm not here to defend Mike Cernovich. I'm saying this is a good documentary and and I think it might be one of the most important documentaries of my lifetime. And actually I said to him, I, I would love for you to watch it so we could talk about it because I'd like to talk to someone who doesn't share my point of view about the mainstream media. I wonder how you would find this film, like what your, you may still have the same opinion about it, but would you watch it so we can talk about it? No. You've given me no reason to watch it, and he's, you know, zero. Re and I'm like, wow, like how rude is that? Like no reason right. to watch it. I just told you I thought it might be one of the most important films in my lifetime. Like, is that not a reason to figure out why I thought that, even if you ultimately disagree? Right. You want to have conversations with me, but you won't put in the work to watch it. And then right. I posted uh, the thing you shared with me yesterday about um, Project Veritas and James O'Keefe just put out a new um, uh, video about Facebook algorithms and how they've been 
which we all know, but they have a former Facebook employee who's talking about how they've been de-boosting conservatives on Facebook and making sure you don't see their videos in your feed and stuff. And um, I put that out and <laughs> same dude pops up in the comments like, uh, given James O'Keefe's and then he said some odd ad hominem that he doesn't bother he to He wants prove. to kick the puppy and therefore- Yeah, yeah, no that's fraudulent, blah, 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 James O'Keefe. There's zero reason to believe him. And I'm like, so I can I take it? Can I just assume that you didn't watch this either before you gave me someone yeah. else's opinion? It's not your opinion because you haven't done the research to hold it. You're spouting something. You are a friggin' mouthpiece. Is that evil because this person won't put the time in to- By the way, know. I think James O'Keefe did get in trouble for- um, I think he was like illegally recording video or lying to get his way into it. Like he, he he didn't get in trouble for um, making a false video or anything. He got in trouble no. for like violating some sort of recording laws or misrepresenting in order to get in order to get footage, footage. or yeah, something. I, yeah, I, I, and like I, I so he did get in trouble. There there is some sort of like he he was in trouble at some point. Right, but um, it's not that he made a fake video. That he hasn't made a fake video. Right, and, because if he were on the left and he had gone to jail for something like that, he would be a hero. Yeah. Um, so, but you know, he, he's a whistleblower and whatever. Yeah. But it, it just, I, I mean, I don't, there are certain things that I don't, we all have a limited amount of time and there are certain things that I probably wouldn't spend my time watching or reading if I didn't feel like it was worth it. But if I was taking the time to engage in a discussion about it and to offer up opinions, then yeah, you can bet your bottom. I would try and do my due diligence. So I knew what I was talking about. So I do find that really, maybe is that, is that a, a a stubborn insistence on clinging to ideology without actually investigating. Yeah, I think it is. Is that evil? I don't know, but it, it's certainly very frustrating. It's certainly operating well, it's in bad faith. In yeah. It's operating in bad faith. It does make me angry for the most part. I stay pretty civil on my wall. In fact, people are like, Oh, you, I like talking here because all kinds of people disagree, but we're mostly civil. Um, but you know, people see me get upset once in a while. I'm not going to call people names or anything, but I definitely get a little salty. Like it makes me salt. Like you're not even going to bother <laughs> to watch it. Then you don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> of course not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the the James O'Keefe thing. I mean, this this Facebook thing. Can, we should mention it really quickly in case people haven't seen it. If you haven't seen it, go to uh, Project Veritas and see this. But there's this uh, appears to be right. Like, so we have some information, some documents, and and this testimony from a former Facebook employee, um, but who Facebook fired. And she thinks she was fired because they knew that she was talking to James O'Keefe, which is a separate issue. But um, this, it appears that Facebook has this de-boost program that can run on the back end of people's pages. And um, and it uses AI to look for some keyword. And, oh, actually, I don't know if this is the de-boost program, but there's another program that looks for what they call trolls to try and get rid of too much quote trolling on Facebook. And they have this AI that looks for certain terminology. And to me, the fascinating thing was what terminology they used to search for to identify that someone was a troll. And it's stuff that we use. So I guess we're trolls, but it was uh, one of them was the term SJW was considered like a yeah. troll term. Um, and another one, which I think is even more outrageous is the term Overton window. Yeah. is a troll term. I mean, I and you joked, Carrie, yesterday that like, what are they going to start putting logical fallacies in? Like, if someone says ad hominem, that's a troll term. Yeah, um, it's like it's so bizarre. Um, MSM and was another one. Yeah, MSM, mainstream media. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, I think we, I think we should worry 
pretty significantly about, given what we've watched the mainstream media do with Jesse Smollett and the Cummington kids um, and uh, uh, Christine Ford and, and all this stuff, um, and watching social media's behavior and uh, their embracing of censorship and controlling the narrative, I think we should start to be pretty worried about the 2020 election and interference that uh, the media and major social media companies are going to run for the Democratic candidate. Oh, I'm definitely worried about that. I think they're, I think they they might set a precedence where we they're always going to be involved from now on because they don't want what happened in 2016 to happen again. You know, Google held a huge meeting after the election to be like, what right. can we do better next time? It's not your job to do that. What are you talking about? It's not your job to sway an election. Um, right. But but yeah, the Facebook stuff is very concerning. I'll use this as a segue to, I know we have to wrap up soon, but um, since we probably, who knows, maybe we're being affected by this algorithm because our entire podcast is based around SJW ideology. And by the Absolutely. way, they're wrong. In their definitions, if you read the internal Facebook document she leaked, they were like, SJW is an is an insult against liberals that right-wingers use. I'm like, no, it's not. Awesome. Like maybe it yeah. is for some people, but an SJW is not a liberal, okay? So first of all, you're even wrong. And, uh, but, but I use it and I'm not, by the way, I heard SJW for the first time in my life about four or five years ago from someone who majored in social justice in college. And she called herself a social justice we, warrior. That is to. where I heard the term. We used yes. to call ourselves that. And then, and then we, yeah. and then we quit because, or SJW quit because they, enough people were using it in a derogatory way. But so, yeah, so we're probably affected by this algorithm. So, Hey guys, if you like our podcast, please share it on your wall, share it wherever, because, because we're criticizing SJW ideology and I use phrases like MSM for mainstream media. And we talk about the Overton window from time to time. And so we're trolls now we're, we should be banned and blocked. That makes me so mad. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, they certainly, I mean, you know, I, we're not big enough to be influential, but we need to get there and we need your help to get there. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we, but you know, these conversations, whether it's us having them or not, it's like someone should have them. Um, we should be able to talk about this stuff and it shouldn't be considered uh, trolling. It shouldn't be considered hate speech. It could, shouldn't be banned. Um, it's pretty abhorrent what they're doing. So uh, anyway, Carrie, do you have any, any, any final thoughts to wrap up the, the, the belated Jesse Smollett discussion? Uh, I like, I like the way, what you were saying about the moral high ground, like don't let them claim the moral high ground and, and what he did and what these fake hate crimes do is immoral because it does, um, cheapen the actual hate crimes that are happening and that people are experiencing. And, um, yeah, I think that's a great point. All right. <laughs> Thank you for watching. Uh, Follow us at Unsafe Show Co. No, Unsafe Space Co. I can't even, I don't even know our Twitter handle. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Unsafe Space Co., um, which used to be our URL and kind of still is unsafespace.co, but uh, soon we'll be moving to unsafespace.com, which is uh, much better, although uh, the M does stand for Marxism, so <laughs> we'll be tainted from now on. Um, and uh, you can also follow us on YouTube slash Unsafe Space. Uh, we have a deprogrammed page, which is this uh, show. We have a deprogrammed page on Facebook and an Unsafe Space page on Facebook. Uh, Carrie's very active on Facebook if you want to go argue with her or or, <laughs> or help her argue with crazies. <laughs> um, you, can, you can do that. 
And, and like I said, there's a podcast as well. We turn all these into audio podcasts and put them up on uh, under the Unsafe Space podcast. So thank you for watching and listening. And like Carrie said earlier, please, please share. We're, we'd like to build an audience here. We do do this every week. We, we don't always do all the stuff in between that we wish we did and would like to produce more content. We've got lives and you know we don't get paid for this, but someday we would love to build this into something that's big enough that this can be our, our full-time jobs. And, uh, and we have been consistent every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific. Um, we do deprogram. So please share, like, um, support the show, help us build our audience. Um, and uh, I don't know. I can't think of anything else to. That's it. Support, with, support the show. So, yeah. yeah. Send it out. Send it to somebody. <laughs> all right. Thank you. And we will uh, see you all next week. I think. Uh, yeah. Do you know what we're talking about next week, Carrie? Uh, I'm sure something will happen. Another fake hate crime will happen between now and then. Excellent. So we'll talk <laughs> about that. Cool. All right. Thanks, everyone. Okay.